Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Gather your besties. We are very exclusive. And get ready. Mom, go make snacks. For sure, Regina. Yeah. For the movie that hits like a bus in a good way. No one dies. Mean Girls. Made at PG 13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick Six Podcast, CBS Sports. A daily NFL podcast. I'm Wilbur, I'm your host. Pat's bills happened. Um, man, felt like it was be a good game early on. Got kind of stinky. Bills rolled away with it. Belichick didn't even use his timeouts late. We'll get up to all of that. Joining me to break down the game as we do after every primetime game from now until the sun careens into the earth. Ryan Wilson, a job breach. What's up, boys? Uh, breach. Who's the worst play caller, Matt Patricia or Matt Canada? <laughs> uh, oh, up high, down hard. Trick question. <laughs> you, do, you don't commit to anything. We asked questions last week. No, you didn't have any weird. answers to. You, you, you're like, yeah. It's, you're like, is that a Christmas tree? You're like, no, it's my. I Canada. will say Matt Patricia. Pencil, but How's that? To, I don't know, man. I, I Matt Canada's dealing with a rookie worse. quarterback, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think, I think Matt Canada's worse. You know why? Because he's at least been a play caller for like like his entire life. Matt Patricia's at least. I can't believe that Bill Belichick, the greatest head coach in the history of professional football, somebody widely regarded as a as nothing short of a genius. What is Ryan Wilson doing? I'm just fixing something. Go ahead. What, what is that on your? What is that attached to your microphone? Don't worry about it. Keep it's going. Like HR cam. What's going on here? Maybe. Um, that he decided to give offensive play calling duties to his former defensive coordinator who flopped miserably as a head coach in another spot. It's, it's very bizarre. Yeah. Well, he's a rocket scientist and he's a great defensive mind who no one in Detroit liked. They actually drank champagne when he left the building. So sure. It's weird though. Like the Bill Belichick and, and Mike Tomlin trees aren't nearly as prolific as the Shanahan tree, for example, or the McVay tree too, which is sort of connected which is a, another conversation, but just something that I take note of when I sort of watch, or the Andy Retree especially. So, yeah, weird. Uh, your boy McCorkle, by the way, did you did you catch that little clip of what he said? Uh, I saw someone in the comments mention that he wasn't happy with the play calling. He said, I'm watching it right now, throw the effing ball. The yeah. effing run game sucks. So wait a second. What, what's the context? I can't see it. He is, uh, it's 24 to 10. He's walking to the side. He's he's on the sideline. Mm-hmm. He is apparently looking at Matt Patricia, presumably, or Joe Judge, and he is super pissed off. Is it more or less demonstrative than Kyler and Cliff? Way more. What, no, 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 no. This is. I just put the video in Slack. And yeah, I, 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 like, I think you. I mean, t- and I'm not saying you. I just think in general that Kyler Cliff thing gets blown up a little bit more than it. Probably oh, I blow it up all the time. I think it's hilarious. right. No, and look, they they have a an issue in Arizona. Nobody's denying that, but like to me, that one was kind of like just a heat of the moment thing. This was like, 
I'm so sick and tired of playing for oh, that's awesome. this effing idiot. It really doesn't make any sense. There we go. Look at this. Billy's got it on if you're watching YouTubes. I mean, it's, it's very clear what he's saying. <laughs> Usually I give you a hard time about being ball. noted. The, the run game sucks. I usually I give you a hard time about being a uh, you know self-published lip reader, but you're actually right in this case. I mean, it's impossible to like like I would love to hear the bad lip reader NFL guys try to find something other than what like he might be saying there. Man, um, while I watch this, I think you need to promote my podcast. So get on that, will you? You have a podcast? You didn't get the. Breach. We, Tell we've gotten 27 emails about it this week, Brenton. We were told to talk about it 17 different times. Oh, no, no. no. I, I put a filter in on my email where I, I automatically deletes anything. This is a It features, point. quote, with the first pick, end quote, which is Ryan Wilson's new NFL draft, draft podcast featuring former longtime NFL GM Rick Spielman. Um, again, like if you, if you, if you've watched this podcast, if you followed me or Wilson for the last uh, 20 years, oh my God, it's a long time. So long. We've been married since 2008 breach before. Your you hair even, nice, though. Yeah. Your hair looks look much better than when we first met. I'll give I've you aged that. a lot better than you have. Um, that's probably my fault of both counts there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but hey, listen, if I spent a hundred thousand dollars, I'd look better than I do right now too. So ridiculous. My hair does look good tonight. Um, Wilson is doing a draft podcast with Rick Spielman. I watched the first episode. It is it is very enjoyable. Wilson is a, a, a an intelligent, concise host who lets Rick uh, who, who brings the most out of a former NFL GM. The 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 talking about the the Justin Jefferson conversation when they drafted Jefferson in uh, was it 2020 mm -hmm. is it, it's outstanding. I was like kind of like I mean I was I was in the chat. I was talking. Yeah. Highly recommend you check it out. And the bonus is, if you're watching on YouTube right now on the Pick 6 Podcast YouTube, you don't got to do nothing to watch it because we're going to run Wilson's Draft Show here on this YouTube for a little while until I you know, finally get like insecurity complex. And uh, if, you wanna, if you're an audio person only, you can subscribe by going to your preferred podcast platform, searching with the first pick, and subscribing. Even if you don't listen or download, go subscribe and support Ryan Wilson. You know what all I, the hell he's had to deal with here. Here's and, what I, uh, said. I, saw, I saw Katie Mox is in the chat. So these 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 freaking sports line anchors, who they think they are. Uh, she's gonna be joining the show on Tuesday. So we're excited about that. Yeah, she's making fun of you. December first, and Brinson is the only one without a Christmas tree in the background. Interesting. I can, I've got a I've got a cardboard box with a tiny tree that I can go put behind me. By the way, quickly, uh, thank you everyone who sent comments and left notes and left reviews and all that. And, and like I always say, Brinson, and you can feel free to steal the top 20, a top 20 podcast. That's Steve O's doing, I would imagine. Also top 20 in my heart, Wilson. Thank you, Breach. Um, if you like me, tell a friend. If you hate me, tell an enemy. That's how you spread the news. So <laughs> we're slip by. All right. Oh, and speaking of podcasts, if you like, uh, if you like me, by God, I don't know who still does, but um, check out Slow News Day. The uh, Kevin Clark's Ringer show. I think it's on video too, but um, I did that with him. It should be out on Friday. So check that out. Breach, are you at all shocked that Brinson's not sure if it's on, on YouTube or not? It's Brinson takes 10 seconds to push Wilson's <laughs> podcast before immediately moving on to a podcast that is not CBS sports related, but that he is on on another network. That is the most classic Brinson move that has ever happened in the history of this podcast. Also, hey, boo! Boo you. 
I was on I was on Clark and he was like promoting me at the end of it and he didn't mention the pick six pod. I don't care because I'm not a diva. Moving on. Thursday night football. Yikes. I mean, it was uh sorry. Not sorry. 2410 Bills. I, I I mean, my defining thing from this is just how quick okay, like how quickly this entire rivalry between the Bills and the Patriots, which was not a rivalry for a long time because Tom Brady and the and Belichick owned the Patriots. I mean own the Bills, excuse me, has now flipped into the Bills just owning the Patriots. The um the the Bills punted, I believe, in the third it was their only possession of the third quarter. There are only two possessions of the third quarter. That's it was a slog. Um that was their first punt since uh, like uh, in two and a half games against the Patriots. And Belichick can't like it was like it felt like they converted 42 third downs. As it turns out, it was just nine of 15, which is still an insane 60% rate. Mac Jones is under pressure. I, I mean, the, the the Bills have flipped this division on its head. And I don't know how the Patriots get back short of firing Matt Patricia and Mac Jones becoming a random superstar. Time machine's one option. Uh, it's funny, like uh, September 29th, 2019, I was actually uh, at the Ralph, as I like to call it, because the Bills were three and zero, and they were uh, the Patriots coming to town, and this was going to be Sean McDermott's moment to to stand up to Bill Belichick. And I remember distinctly before that one PM kickoff, uh, right before the teams went off the field, before the game started, McDermott beelined his way uh, towards the Patriots sidelines to get the, the. He thought that something untoward was going on. Oh, in terms I forgot of, about that. And it was weird to sit in the press box and we're like, what's McDermott doing? Because he's in fantastic shape to to be – he's a little bit older than you guys. And you're like, oh, my God, he's going to go murder somebody. And and that was – it always felt like he was more concerned about the ancillary stuff than the on-field stuff, like the, the mystique of, of Belichick and, and all that. And now, turns out all you need is a franchise quarterback and a great GM and a great head coach and a bunch of really good players, and you can beat anyone, especially after they, they move on from their GOAT and Tom Brady. Uh, that game, actually, Josh Allen left in the middle of it. He got concussed. And it, it that was not the Josh Allen that we see now. Is that that was the 2019 season where... Oh, was, uh, the, by the way, the 2019, it was um, Belichick, Steve Belichick and like some other Patriots coaches were lingering around while the Bills were doing warm-ups. And he like sprinted over there and was like, get off the field! Right. That could that could have waited until I finished my thought, but sure. Okay, sorry. Um, But anyway, that wasn't the same Josh Allen by any stretch that we now see. In fact, there are plenty of questions about who he was going to be and whether they'd make the right pick and all the other stuff. Uh, but that feels like now 20 years ago, to your point, Brenton, they they opened up a can of whoop ass on, on the Patriots. And look, you can say, well, maybe Tom Brady has something to do with it. Look, that, that ain't the Bill's fault. That's, that's the Patriots fault. And there's no clear and easy solution about how to fix this. If you're New England. Well, I'm not even sure that it is a Tom Brady related. It is. Look, We've Brenton mentioned how good of a coach Bill Belichick is. We all know that, that one of the best coaches, the best coach in NFL history, one of the greatest defensive geniuses in NFL history. But the guy has no idea how to stop Josh Allen, what to do with Josh Allen, how to even go about scheming to stop Josh Allen. I mean, you look at these games they have won going into Thursday night. They had uh, they had won four of the past five games against the Patriots. And in those four wins, they had outscored the Patriots. They were averaging 35 and a half points per game. And I'm not counting the dumb game where they only scored 10 points when it was 90 mile an hour wins 
Uh, under normal football circumstances, the Bills have been the much better team, and it's been because the Patriots' defense just gets steamrolled. They, they just cannot stop this Bills' offense because Josh Allen's such a wild card. They, you know, Belichick's tried shadows. Let's put a spy on Josh Allen. It doesn't work. Let's do this. It doesn't work. Everything he tries doesn't work, and it's almost like he's just beside himself, and that's half the reason uh, he gave up at the end tonight and didn't call timeouts. He's like, I don't want to see that guy running more plays. I want to get the hell out of here. I want to take my L and start planning for uh, next week. Breach, I know you don't like to to weigh in on one side. You like to straddle the fence here, but what would the record be in the last three games if they did, have, in fact, still have Tom Brady? Uh, I think they lose tonight. I think they probably wow. beat the Vikings. Uh, and their last three games? No, you the, mean last like, three, the last three matchups with the Bills. In which they oh, 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 the last three matchups against the Bills. Well, the Bills steamroll in the playoffs. That 47-17 game, I think the Bills win that. I think the Bills win tonight. Uh, maybe that one the day after Christmas last year changes. So at worst, I think the Bills are 2-1 and one and probably still 3 now. Thank you. That means that Mac Jones isn't the problem. That's all I wanted to hear. Oh, Mac Jones is not the problem. Billy doesn't think so. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Well, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not living in that hot take from Billy. That'd be like if somebody said that. And again, like you can discount Bill Belichick all you want because of Tom Brady. If you suggest that Bill Belichick is an average NFL head coach because he doesn't, now that he doesn't have Tom Brady, or like he would never become who he was without Tom Brady, you are an idiot. Period. End of mm. sentence. Stop thought. Bill Belichick had two Super Bowl rings as a defensive coordinator. It took the Browns to the playoffs as a head coach before he came to New England. Now, does what happened with the Patriots for 20 years happen without Tom Brady? Of course not. It is a it is a unicorn. It is um, the an anomaly. It is not the norm in not just football, but all of sports. You don't have teams that win six Super Bowls in 20 years. It doesn't happen, in, especially in the modern game with free agency, with the salary cap, with all these things. It happened because of Belichick and Brady. The Pats are struggling. They also have a better record than the Bucks, who are struggling. Tom Brady won a Super Bowl. He's very good. Bill Belichick, also very good. If your take is that Belichick stinks without Brady, you are a person with a, a head that instead of a brain is filled with garbage. Mm. Disagree? I think Breach thinks you're talking about him, so he's quiet. Well, he mentioned garbage, so I got confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was going to ask there, like, I mean, it, it does feel like we could see the drumbeat of these hot takes build. I mean, it's 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 just it's it's catnip, it's low hanging fruit. You bash Belichick when he's down. I mean, but we used to have this when they had Brady. Remember when they uh, they lost to the the Chiefs. That was before the Cincinnati game. The on to Cincinnati game. And it's like, there were 40 million columns written. Is the dynasty dead? People wrote columns like, could the Patriots, are the Patriots frauds who will never win another Super Bowl and only did it because they cheated and they won three more? Like, just. Well, they are six and six, though. And I think they're, they're not we'll great. About, we'll talk about it later. I mean, the, the playoffs are a real problem right now. Absolutely. Um, no, yeah, no one, no one is denying that. They're not a great, it's not, it's not a great roster. They lack, um, you know, I, I think you can absolutely point to the Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith signings. It's like, man, that I'm not working. And the thing is they had drafted two, two uh, tight ends of the third round prior to signing those guys. And neither of those guys have worked out. 
I mean, Ossie Ossie's definitely cut. He's out, and then um, I'm not anti hot take. Dalton Keene is also who's the other third round pick. But I, I get it. You you had so much success with Gronk, Gronk and even um, uh, Hernandez, Aaron, when he was there early on. I mean, their years together that that was sort of a game changer for how that offense worked. And then you try to recreate that, and clearly, it's just you you you, you haven't been able to get your finger on the pulse of getting the right tight ends in. And yikes! Yeah, Hunter Henry hasn't neither he nor John Smith have been good. All right, so the Bills, they, uh, I thought the most surprising thing about the Bills tonight, I say that two things really not surprised me about the Bills, but like two things I thought that were. Uh, Interesting or of note. One, James Cook had more rushing attempts than Devin Singletary. That was very surprising to me. I don't know what's happening here with Josh Allen. Josh Allen's uh he's meeting Jay-Z, and Jay-Z actually said to him, and Josh Allen said afterwards, I'm not sure if he knew who I was. He was asking to meet Gabe Davis, which is hysterical. Wait, what? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Shout out to uh Gabe Davis. Right? God, can you imagine how good that would feel if you like like I was looking not, for not if you're Josh Allen. <laughs> if you're Gabe Davis, you're like, holy hell. Right. Um, Josh, go find Ryan Fitzpatrick. He knows who you are. You guys can hug it out. <laughs> you think Jay Z knows who Ryan Fitzpatrick? I'm sure he does, but I mean, like, do you think he would see Ryan Fitzpatrick and be like, what's up, Ryan? If you don't Never know knows. Josh Allen, you may not know who Ryan Fitzpatrick is. I mean, but it's Fitz magic. Yeah. Of course, yes. He was shirtless in that post game press conference once with the chains. I mean, everybody. We went shirtless. He was like just buttoned down, right? I think he was wearing like a jacket. Oh, I don't remember. You remember he was wearing a shirt. Um, James Cook, more carries than Devin Singletary. Just I find that very interesting given the opponent, given the importance of this game. Um, Stephon Diggs, awesome. And then actually there's three things. And then Josh Allen to me looked like like pre-elbow injury-ish Josh Allen. I got a big surprise for you, Brenton. Billy. I just sent you something that I want you to say. This is going to make your night, Brinson. Someone mentioned this in the comments, and your dreams are all about to come true. Oh, no. No. <laughs> it's not the hair plugs before and after. Don't worry. But I, know, yeah. I, see, I see it in the chat. Oh, who put oh. that in there? Breach, I just put that. I just sent it to, to Billy on the down low, and you just. Oh, what? It. No. a big hat. It's a TNF big hat, too. He looks, he looks as, about as miserable as one should look in a big So, hat. not to get too far afield here, but Brian Robinson. He's got a hat underneath the hat. Yeah, it has to fit on your head. But Brian Robinson did his buddy the biggest favor on planet Earth yeah. by wearing that hat last week. And it is it has popped up everywhere. I don't want to get caught up on it, but I thought this was hysterical. Because I'm sure Josh Allen's head's enormous anyway, because he's 6'5 and 240 or whatever. So this um this is like a, a water cooler turned upside down with a brim on it. Well done, Josh Allen. And uh, I think it's a nice punctuation mark to, to the way he played. We were talking about before the pod. Uh is he back from the elbow injury, Brinson? Is this just uh, sort of the up and down roller coaster season that is Josh Allen, or should we be long no longer concerned with the, the the blip on the radar of the last two and a half games or so? Um, I mean, I think we'd still be concerned, but I thought generally he looked a lot more accurate with his ball placement tonight. I mean, the, the throw to was it the Gabe Davis touchdown? That was he he like leaped up to avoid going out of bounds and like still slung it. Um, you know what's funny though, our buddy Adam Adam Beasley, who's now with Pro Football Network, was a long time with Miami Herald, made this point on Twitter. He said, Yeah, it's really hard to imagine why Josh Allen throws so many red zone interceptions. I mean, plays like that, yeah. you have that, and then the other end, people get angry at him for, you know, quote unquote forcing the ball. But that was an amazing play that maybe one or two people on planet Earth can make. Well, I mean, to that point, yeah, I thought it was a great tweet by Beast. If like you if you can make that throw 
like physically. I, why the hell would you not attempt every throw? Like, I mean, of course you th- you think you can put a, a a grapefruit like you know through a pea pod. I mean, like it's insane. <laughs> I was wondering how that was going to end. I don't think anyone's ever thrown a grapefruit that way. Brenton got to the dead end. Instead of turning around, he just floored it. (laughs) I was like, I was like, a brick wall of an hour. I don't know what I'm going to say here, but uh, grapefruit. I actually know what you're saying, but to your point, he did do that. At the end of the first half, he was just throwing up jump balls to Steph Diggs into double and triple coverage. He should have had at least one intercepted. And that's, you know, you live or die with that. I think it was third and eight. And he's like, worst case, I throw an arm punt interception that's basically a down earlier punt maybe that's his thinking but you know there were times the last few weeks where he made some truly awful decisions and, and didn't get away with them he got away with a couple tonight but i mean i think that's what got you there i don't think you change that you don't try to rein him in i mean yeah. mac jones just throwing terrible interceptions early in the year and like look man you see bailey zappy over there that's your future there's no one that's going to do that to josh allen of course well and to the point about his injury i feel like if there was one game the bills had circled on the calendar it was probably this one because it's all right, if we can make it to this game with Josh Allen on the field, he gets 10 days off, the arm gets yeah. time to heal, and he does look like he's gotten better each week. This was the first game where it really looked like the elbow wasn't bothering him at all. I mean, he yes. obviously had that laser throw to Stephon Diggs against the Lions, but there were also three or four throws where it looked like Brinson was throwing the ball, where it's just like he lost his arm strength and just wildly inaccurate, and that happened against the Browns. It happened against the Vikings, and so – it had happened in the three weeks after the Jets game. This is the first one where it was like, all right, maybe this guy's healed. Now he's got 10 more days to heal. And if he looks good against the Jets uh, in week 14, then it feels like, you know, they got over the hump and they're back to being uh super Josh Allen. Yeah. You know, I, I, my question was like, will, and maybe, maybe it got answered. Will rest fix. Well, like, will additional rest fix this, this elbow injury. I mean, or is it just something he has to play through? I, I I really don't know. And I and I I think this was, I agree with you. This is the first game we've seen Josh Allen play in several weeks where you weren't like extremely concerned about his short and long-term future. He looked, he looked healthy out there. He looked fine. He didn't take a ton of big sacks. Patriots, you know, kind of got from a little bit. I mean, I it did feel like the Patriots could have won this game if they'd held the Bills to 25 or 30 percent on third down. Right. Yeah. I mean, I thought you were going to say five or six points. You got to score points to win games. So even if they had, thanks, it was going to be thanks, 10 to thanks, nine. thanks, Trent Delfer. They would have won though, ten to five. To Breach's point. What did what did um what did what did what did what was this quote um something about score more points than the other team? I think. I think it was like he's like, <laughs> okay, I'll find that. I can't remember. He's like. If you want to win games in this league, you can't lose them. Like, well, yeah, thank you. He's I'm not wrong. Was, New oh, UAB coach Trent Dilfer. I'm he's real, baby. Uh, here's what. Let's see what it was. What did he say? He said, "You cannot lose games in the NFL and still win." <laughs> Classic. <laughs> let's not take wrong. a break. When we come back, more talk about this thrilling uh, Thursday night football game. Next. 
Spring training is in full swing and fantasy baseball draft season is upon us. That means you need to join us on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every Monday through Saturday for six pods per week throughout the month of March. We'll break down the latest news, spring training updates, players to target, and much more in just five minutes. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. New CBS Monday. Federal agents! Hands where we can see them! NCIS Hawaii is back. New criminals to catch. Armed robbery, aggravated assault, murder. And new investigations to be solved. These guys were good, but even masters make mistakes. Vanessa Lachey and featuring LL Cool J. Violin Island, you got it. Welcome to paradise. A new NCIS Hawaii, Monday, 10, 9 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. All right, so uh, would you put the bills in the trust tree now? I love how many trust. how many limbs in it? Well, well, you don't have a trust tree behind you like Wilson and I, so I'm not sure you're all the talk about. Pack it if you want, but it's not gonna be dumb. I need a trust wig. I got, I got I got John Bell back there. I don't need a Christmas tree. John Bell, what? Who? He took a widespread panic. He's back there. Oh yeah, JB baby. Um, yes, to answer your question, I think so too. I think the bills are in the trust tree. Bills and Chiefs. Man, eh, we'll see. I mean, so you're, so you're a one. You're a one. You're a you're a uh, uh, monogamous trust tree guy right now. So not really. I mean, the, <laughs> it, it wasn't only a week ago that the Bills almost lost to the Lions mm. with bad Josh Allen. Yeah. Right. So, like to your point, maybe he's ninety eight percent healthy or eighty nine percent healthy, whatever it is that he's. That's all he needs. I'll give it another week. I, I feel. I mean, they're they're the second best team in the that's division. A, that's, fair, that's a fair take. Although, Eagles I want to ha- see what happens with the. I'm just talking about the AFC. I want to see what happens with the Dolphins. Like I, I I'm I want to push the Dolphins. Teron Armstead matters a lot. I think. Well, you can ask the the. Actually, you can ask both teams. I mean, both the the Bills and the Patriots didn't have any offensive linemen, and, and uh, Mac Jones was taking a whooping, and Josh Allen had to do some of the heavy lifting on his own. The strip, the strip sack was because the the right tackle or left tackle Quisenberry decided that he didn't want to block anyone on that play. KC nine to two, Buffalo nine and three, Tennessee next third seed seven and four, Baltimore seven and four, Miami eight and three, Cincy seven and four, Jets seven and four. I'll be honest, like I breach. I don't know if you. I mean, I said you saw the short that we did for YouTube, right? Where I I bet on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, you mean where you jumped on the bandwagon that I've been pumping for the past whole season? You, uh, when you guys, you mean when you guys 30, all jumped off after the Browns game, years? after they lost by three touchdowns? Wait, what are you talking about pumping the bandwagon? You've been a Bengals fan your entire life. Your dad kicked in two Super Bowls. Like, you pumping the Bengals doesn't mean anything. It's like me. No, like, I, I, I specifically meant when everyone jumped off after they lost to the Browns. I never got off. I, I, I'm just telling you, you I think the Bengals, on him. I oh, think, no, no. Rough on him now. No, he needs to know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's getting. I don't know. I don't know who needs to know what right now. But that was. Good. I don't. I don't either. Um, I kind of want to put the Bengals in the trust tree too, but I, I won't. Exactly. You know what? I was just looking over that, and if I'm doing the AFC, it's KC, Buffalo, Miami, Cincinnati, and then probably Tennessee, Baltimore, and I'm not even including the Jets, the seven seed. I'm including uh, maybe the Chargers. I would put ahead of the Jets because I think the Jets are, are, unless Mike White can save the season, and that's literally where we're at with the Jets. But I would put the the Col- uh, Excuse me, the Breaches Bengals fourth. Behind the uh, KC Buffalo in Miami. Right, take uh, up, hey, take out Philadelphia. Well, real quick, back to the AFC, Brenton. Your 
Because I was going to say, how many AFC teams do you have to go through before you slot in the second? Oh, okay. I guess it would be San Francisco. You'd probably slot in after. Yeah. I mean, like, where, where, does, where does San Francisco slot in if they're in the AFC? Is what I'm asking. Or Minnesota, if you prefer. No, I prefer a case uh, SSF. Yeah, I was just trying to be polite. Yeah, I get yelled at. I'm not putting the 49ers in the trust tree unless they beat the Dolphins. I, whoever wins that game is in my trust tree. It's the trust yeah, tree yeah. game for me. They need to have a little trust tree logo, uh, and the winner gets in. I'm going to put the 49ers helmet in my tree. Do we need it? We need to get a uh, uh, meet the fuckers uh, trust tree uh, clip. My God, we're going to blur that one. That was mm. dangerously close. It's the name of the movie. You can say it. Yeah, I, I know what it's called, but <laughs> sound like your O and you were. were my, my, brain, my brain yelled at me for a second while I started to talk. <laughs> um, do the Patriots make the playoffs? No. No, they got a lot of work to do, and it starts with the offensive line, and it ends with the quarterback yelling in the direction of someone not hit, not named him about the play calling. They've got Look. a friendly-ish schedule. But again, the Patriots do? they I don't have an offensive line. They don't have an offensive play caller. How are they going to manage that? Well, they have a physical person calling plays. Look, at Their last three games are against the Bengals, Dolphins, and Bills. And they're right. six and six right now. But, but the Bills might not play anybody in that week 18 game. I mean, the one seed probably still in line at the minimum. So unless that's out of the picture. And so, also, Sean McDermott doesn't feel like someone he's going to give Bill Belichick uh, a break. Yeah, remember, they they like they absolutely like throttled the Dolphins in week 18 one year. Was it last year or week 17, two years ago? Um, it was like Matt Barkley throwing like deep balls. To like yeah, this schedule doesn't look so easy. Well, I just think they can win the next two games, even though they're on the road. At Cardinals, at Raiders, and you would get to, what, eight and six? Wait a second. Aren't you the revenge game guy? Aren't you at all thinking Josh McDaniels is going to take revenge? Or is it the other way around? No, I remember it's Belichick's revenge on McDaniels because yeah. he beat Belichick the last time they scored. Oh, of course. I, how could I have gotten that one wrong? I know. My mistake. Um. I have to eat throttle back this revenge game thing. Or maybe I'd lean into it. Uh, oh, look at that. Yeah, there we go. Now, now I'm ready for the 49ers, and I need some ornaments back and here. And you have I a 49ers helmet, don't you? I think they're going to roll the Dolphins, just because I, I think Toronto Armstead's a huge deal. Um, all right, let's say, the, let's say the Pats win the next two. Does 9-8 and eight get you in the playoffs in the AFC? But how are they get into 9-8? and eight? No. They're 6-6, six and six, so you'd be 8-6. and six. I understand that, but those last three games have breached notice. And if you're watching, well, yeah, YouTube, you said if they win their next two, that gives them to eight, eight and wins. six. So they have to, like, can they win one of the next three? I just, yes. Which well, even, I don't, I don't think nine and eight gets you in the playoffs. In the, in right. the That's what I'm asking. Like, so in other words, if they win their next two, they have to find two of three versus the Bengals versus the Dolphins at the Bills. Versus the Dolphins is an interesting one, too, just because. And I think this is like something that's kind of been like simmering a little bit in terms of how it's talked about. Like, is are people are we worried at all about the Dolphins playing in cold weather in January? No, it's a fair concern. We'll find out. I mean, but like I said, they're still my what happens to my third team in the in the AFC based on what I've seen so far. It feels like Mike McDaniel is the right guy for that job. I, I, I love Mike McDaniel. And you know, to close the season, they only have two cold weather games. Otherwise, they're playing two in Florida, two in California. And then at Buffalo and at New England. Yeah, right. there's only six games left, but yeah. yeah um, that's, I just named it's thirty-three point three 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 percent. Well, right. So you win one of them, then that you won half your cold games. <laughs> oh, we lost Brent. He tried to do math and his computer broke. That's that's a classic. <laughs> oh, that's too good. Brenton. Too good. All right, breach. Let's wrap this podcast up. I'm just kidding. Um.
Hey, let me ask you this. Since I am the junior draft analyst, part-time senior draft analyst, when I do the podcast, what'd you think of my guy, Marcus Jones? The only bright spot on the Patriots offense, who, by the way, was drafted as a cornerback, played cornerback primarily at Houston last year, but he also returned kicks. Also took a couple snaps on offense uh, at Houston and was incredibly dynamic. And I think the Patriots are like, you know what? Our wide receivers are not very good. Let's put the 5'8 cornerback that we drafted in the third round out there and see what he can do. And he did it. I couldn't believe what happened. He's just so electrifying. You know, I put his name on the map with the punt return against the Jets. And then to come out and do this on his first offensive touch of his NFL career, go out and score a touchdown. I'm literally thinking they should just throw wide receiver screens to him the rest of the night. Guess how many more passes he got, Wilson? Did he get one more touch? He got one more. He got one more target, and also he caught it. So, But that was it. And the, the Patriots like, you know what? We'll figure something else out because our offense runs so smoothly and scores a lot of points. We're going to ignore the most electrifying guy in our offense uh, and, and only let him play five snaps the entire game. So, so I, went so, looked, I went and looked up my draft notes from last year. He was my CB9, and the I, wrote, I checked my notes. The only reason is because he was 5'8". I said it in Slack. If he, if he was six feet, he'd have been a first-round pick all day long because he is so dynamic. We saw what he did, as you mentioned, uh, to beat the Jets at the end of that game uh, as a punt returner. Where did he rank among the cornerbacks drafted? Like, Was he cornerback one? Was he cornerback 50 in that draft class this year? What, what do you think? Uh, low. How many so, cornerbacks went ahead of him? Let me put it that way so it's clear. 14. Oh, my God, you checked. He, 12. No, I have, literally have no idea. He, 12 went ahead of him, and he was drafted in the middle of the third round. I thought he would be a late second round because of his height. And typically guys that are 5'8 and play cornerback don't get drafted until day three, but that's how special he is, and a lot of that's obviously punt return. So great pick by the uh, the, the Patriots, excuse me, and um, literally the only offense they had. Oh, let's also talk about Nick Fol. How does he doink a 48-yarder? He, he hit it too low on the ball. Is that what happened? My God. So I, I'm actually glad you brought that up because I wanted to bring that up. And this is like uh, Tom Brady. I hope he was watching the game and saying, oh, my God, deflated football. Please, somebody turn that into <laughs> Roger Goodell. Because, look, when you kick in cold weather, it's it's usually harder to kick the ball further, except Tyler Bass, you know, crushed his 40 something yard field goal in the first quarter. Uh, but it looked like he just was aiming it. And when you aim it to try and get it to go right down the middle you lose a little juice on it uh but yeah when you're kicking in 30 degree weather the ball the the ideal gas law you lose a little pressure the ball becomes more difficult to kick and it doesn't go as far when you kick it and that is basically what it comes down to that was short are those k-balls more or less if they're 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 not deflated right i mean it's not a deflate gate joke it's just like how much does that hurt they're more firm. I mean, they're brand new footballs. So when you're talking about, you know, like if you have a basketball that is pumped up to the brim, it bounces, you know, it bounces super high. But if you deflate a little bit out of that, now the bounce isn't so good. And so that's kind of what you have. That bounce is the football off the kicker's foot. And so the bounce isn't as good and it's not going to go as far. Right, so, so you have, yeah, but I'm, saying, I'm just saying like, it feels like that would kind of would feel great on your foot. Well, I mean, despite all that, it is shocking to see an NFL kicker fall short from 48 yards, even yes. if you throw the cold yes. weather factor. If, you know, if this was a negative two degree game or it was eight degrees outside, that would have been one thing. But it was in the low 30s. Uh, you know, that's a kick you probably need Nick Folk didn't look that shocked, though, afterwards. Did he? Did you? His face to me looked like, oh, I don't think I hit it as well as I was supposed to. Well, you know who did look shocked? Belichick. He looked like he, <laughs> he was going happy. to cut him on the spot. No way. Folk's been good for him. 
Uh, he's missed some kicks a few weeks ago. He missed a bunch of kicks. I think it was windy, but going into the season, he had been good. He's not the same. I mean, I they literally they had three kickers on the roster because they want folk kicking off. That's how they feel about his life. Right, and, and only yeah, they uh they didn't promote uh they had uh, JJ Harris on the practice squad, didn't JJ Harris? They didn't promote him because they were ostensibly just gonna feed Ramadre Stevenson, which for my prop bet purposes did not work out very well. Um Nick Falk of the season. Just you know, he leads the league in uh, field goals made and field goals attempted. Not not great for the Patriots, I would suppose. There, eighty six percent. That's fine. I don't know. Belichick might disagree. I mean, it's, it, it, I think it was eighty six percent going into this game. Going into the game, I mean, yeah, it was ninety. And now it's and now it's eighty two point something. I mean, that's that's unfortunate, but you know what? Happens. It happens when Matt, when Matt Patricia is your offensive coordinator, you're going to find yourself in like essie, bleepy. Um, I was trying to say, I try not to cost poopy. How about that? Poopy. That sounds terrible. Undesirable field goal situations of particular length. And uh, you know, if he hits that field goal 17 10 at halftime. So that yeah, was, I mean, 48 yarder, he should be able to hit for sure. Yeah. It, it did, it, it did feel like the game was closer. Then it, it, you know, it was one of those where it was like the Bills were kind of letting him hang around and then just sort of eased away in the second half, and the Patriots had nothing after after the break. Um, the Bills' uh, path to the number one seed. Ooh. What, what what kind of odds would you want to make the AFC number one seed now, knowing that the Bills have the tiebreak over the Chiefs, but are obviously behind them because of uh, poopiness. <laughs> there it is. Nine and three, nine and two. KC plays the Bengals. So, in other words, the Buffalo would be the number one seed if the Bengals win on Sunday. Breach, did you pick the Bengals to win that game? Uh, you know it. How could I be not? wrong? They won two in a row. They've got Mahomes' number. All right, let's let's settle down on that. Hey, Mahomes um, just had a baby this week with his wife. You know how much sleep you get the week you have a baby? Zero. He's going to be. You got you got you got a lot of sleep, but it's not your first baby, and you're worth seven hundred million dollars. You get plenty. Yeah, of sleep. You, you know what's what funny, Breach? Like his, his wife had a baby, and he still had time to go on the New Heights podcast for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's because the baby was napping. You got to work your life around the baby's naps. I think uh, it'll be, be fine. <laughs> that podcast, the I can't believe he told the stuff that he told about the Chiefs draft process. How he? I mean, not that it's that big a deal, but like Matt Nagy. Send him the plays that he was going to have to go over on the whiteboard with Andy Reid in order to make him look great with Andy Reid. And then Mahomes went to the Chiefs and was like, hey, these teams have told me they're going to draft me at this spot. You need to be here if you want to pick me. Look, when you're a Hall of Famer, you can tell those stories. You don't tell those stories if you get cut after your yeah, two. Trubisky's not telling those stories. I mean, he ain't t- saying them out loud. So the, uh, when, when he is telling them, people are like, yeah, sure, whatever, Mitch. Right. Bills have the Jets at home, the Dolphins at home. And again, this is why I thought that it, it worked out for the Bills. It's fine. I just, that's why I thought they should sit Josh Allen. It's like, <laughs> this game and then these next two games are going to decide whether you have a home field, a home playoff game or not. At the Bears, at the Bengals, Patriots at home. Of those five games with a 10 day break before the Jets, what is their record? How many of those five games do they win? I think they go four and one at best. So that gives them what thirteen. There's 13. one best case scenario is we, we know where you think, we know where you think they're losing breach. We get it. I um, mean, I, they could lose to the Dolphins. They might. 
Nah, There's I don't think in there. I think best, there. best case is 13. Is that what you're saying, Breach? Yeah. They can, win, they can win all five. I think it's probably four and one. Yeah. On average, I wouldn't be shocked at three and two because of. Yeah. Know. Thing is, they go three and two. They're not winning the conference. Yeah. That's so sort of what I was getting at. Is like, they can't go three and two. They can, but they, they don't. They shouldn't want to. Right. Because the Chiefs have, of course, the Bengals at the Bengals this weekend. At the Broncos, at the Texans. Here, hold on, let me stop you real quickly. At, oh at God, the, Bron- the Broncos twice. Let me ask you this: the we'll say at the Broncos just for poops and giggles here. What is that spread going to be? The Chiefs at the Broncos in two weeks. Um, Chiefs minus nine and a half. It gets bet to eleven. The Will- wins over Wilson. Eleven. It gets bet to thirteen. The wins over Wilson is fifteen and a half. What? <laughs> I mean, that's the, yeah, right. Yeah. I'm not joking. Like that team is terrible. I don't want to get stuck on it, but it, that just sticks out to me how backwards that team is. And while Wait. you're talking about that, the Chiefs have the easiest remaining strength of schedule. Their opponents' combined winning percentage is 371. Yeah. The Bills' opponents' combined winning percentage uh, for their final five games is 544. So 544 to 371, pretty substantial difference. I think worst case scenario. The, uh, the the Chiefs lose one game, and that's like this week. I, I think like total Armageddon for the Chiefs is four and two. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where the other loss is coming from. Maybe Seattle gets red hot and Kansas City. I mean, here's the thing that I forgot about, and someone I think Greg Doyle, our buddy at the Indy Star, who we used to work with back in the day, mentioned this. You after think the Monday, them? after the Monday night game, uh, the Colts beat the Chiefs this year. That's crazy. That that's a true story. So I suppose anything's possible, but it feels like I don't know where the second loss. And the from. Titans, with a quarterback making his second career start, almost beat the took the Chiefs overtime. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, maybe there are two losses, but I mean, this is historically the the in terms of like close games, the by far like the most the most historically the the, the NFL season that has featured the most close games and like crazy comebacks and stuff like that. I, I do think that there's also a little bit of um, at Raiders week 18, even if like, even if you have that one seed locked up, do you play Mahomes to get the MVP? You know what I'm saying? Like that. I don't think people sit. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they, you guys Andy are, Reed loves to sit people. You guys are big proponents of that. I don't pay attention to this. I'll, Andy I'll Reed does it all the time. By the way, Breach, quickly, Manny Hidalgo in the chat says he's been cashing in on Breach best picks for the past three weeks. Have you been picking well? Reach on fire on these early best bets. It's crazy. Nice. Crushing yeah. them. Brinson's my good luck charm. I tell him that every week. It's that's the only podcast where me and him are like best friends. All the yeah. other ones. Is it because you're rubbing friends. you're rubbing his we, toupee? Is that the good luck part? Uh, we, it are, must. We, are we casual acquaintances right now? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, we're just podcast. We're best friends on that podcast, but Wilson's here to like separate it, so we can't be best friends here. Oh, we just true. become best friends. Yep. <laughs> yep. Real 100%. quick on the Chiefs, uh, since the start of the 2019 season. Patrick Mahomes has a 33 and three record in the months of no- November, December, and January combined. Wait, but did he also have like no interception or one interception in September? I mean, what is up? But, but to that point, he's zero and two, zero and two against the Bengals, and 33 and one against everybody else. Wow! In that three month period over the past three years, were so, both those losses to the Bengals in January last year? Yes, the that was when because you know the season was eighteen weeks yeah. for the first time, so week seventeen got pushed back. To, it was the second to last game he, of the year. Even won his like week seventeen start with like with, when he wasn't even the starter. Yeah, um, yeah. Hey, the Broncos in week seventeen of two thousand uh, seventeen. They played clinched. They sat Alex Smith. Mahomes started. He beat the Broncos. Uh, to Wilson's point, though, the 
the Bengals beat the Chiefs on January 2nd, January 30th. So it was four weeks apart last year. Cool. Um, so, oh yeah, I think Chiefs, so the one seed. Bills have a path, but it needs it needs a lot of luck for it to There's happen. There's a path. There's a path. Um, anything else for this game? Mm-mm. But did we did we beat down Belichick for not calling the timeouts? What was going oh, on there? We did, we did not. All right, let's touch on that really quickly. Um, I actually mentioned at the top of the show. So great job by me. Um, they're down fourteen. There's it's it's after the two minute warning. So I mean the game was over, but Sean McDermott went out sent. Josh Allen out there and told him to take a knee with like a minute 50 left after an unsuccessful onside kick. And the Pats had all three timeouts. Like that's a weird spot to be in because you take the knee. You're saying, Hey, look, we're not going to run any plays. Let's get out of here. Let's keep everybody healthy. It is a very unlikely chance that the Patriots get the ball back, score a touchdown, kick it onside because you have to use your timeouts to get the ball back. Any first down, the game's over. You have to go score a touchdown, get an onside kick, score, you know, score another touchdown to tie it up and go to overtime. It so what, is what side are you coming down on? It, 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 Belichick didn't use every opportunity to win the game that he had. All right, let me lay out my because I was whinging about Jeff Saturday doing this on Monday night. But the difference for me, Brinson and Breach, is that it was 24-17. The Colts were behind in that game. And he just said, F it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go home. Whereas this game was 14 points, and it would have taken the miracles Brinson described and, and then some like Tom Brady but, coming but, out but of the tunnel. But the, um, um, in the Colts game, like knees were being taken and you can only like force more knees. Like the Patriots could have forced them to run plays. To what end though? What? Well, if the bills go three and out, the Patriots use, if, and the Patriots use all three of their timeouts, they're going to get the ball back with like a minute 40 left. You'd get down, score a touchdown within 40 seconds. You have a chance to get the ball back again no, in a minute. I get it. I'm not going to. So like, it, it just seems weird for him to have given up on the game like that. And one other thing that I'm surprised more NFL teams don't do, in that exact situation, if I'm down two scores and I have three timeouts so I could plausibly kick it deep and they have their whole yes, hands come up yeah. on the line. No, I'm asking my kicker to just target a player. Kick it as hard as you can, two feet off the ground, at a player, and if it goes past him and rolls downfield, that's fine because then we have one returner back there. If it, really if it bounces off the guy, nobody knows where it's going to go, and you have a, you could recover it. Like anything could happen, it could go crazy. Onside kicks have low recovery rates, recovery rates, but boom, you smack that thing off a player. Or, oh, or what if so? Like the way the guys line up, what if you just shoot the gap and you have your guys going dead sprint down the field and just hope they know where the ball's going? That you hope that it settles in there like that. I mean, I'm mean, not saying that that's a a cheat code for this new onside stuff. But like, I don't know. Like it's just Belichick won a Super Bowl down 28, three at like, it's weird that he wouldn't call the timeouts there. I think it was a gentlemanly thing by, by Sean McDermott to say, we're going to take knees. Cause you take one knee. It's basically like your first run play anyway. And if Belichick calls timeout, then you run plays and, and then you can escalate things in the post game. If I don't know, man, I think you call the timeouts. I would have called the timeouts. Yeah, I was yelling at Jeff Saturday about it. And I guess you can call him. I don't mean it. At the end of the day, yeah. we knew how the game was going to end on both accounts. All right. Okie doke. That'll do it for us. Squeeze out 45 minutes on that Mies game anyway. But that's it's life here Good on job the Six Podcast. Um, by the way, if you didn't hear it at the top of the show, Ryan Wilson has a new podcast with the first pick. Congratulations to Ryan. Subscribe. You can watch it here on this podcast. You can watch it. Sorry. Go ahead, Rich. 
I was going to say, C-Rad pointed out the freaking New York Jets were trailing by 14 in week two against the Browns and still won. So, like, it's not impossible. It's really weird that he didn't do that for him. We grind every edge so aggressively. Anyway, Wilson's got a draft podcast. You can watch it here on this YouTube channel. You can listen to it by going to your preferred podcast platform, which is just too many alliteration P's for me, and search for with the first pick. Subscribe. Support Wilson. Go USA. Go me. Oh, Saturday, baby. Let's go. Can you my prediction since I've gone two for two? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. One nothing USA. Do we have a yay? Let's go, boys. And I don't have like a celebratory noise, but I agree. Let's go. If you see a windmill, you kick it and you punch it and you knock it down. It's a touch, man. You got to go hard. For Breach, for Wilson, I'm Brinson. See you guys later. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. wonderful time of the year fantasy baseball draft season is upon us which means you need to listen to fantasy baseball today part of the cbs sports podcast network join scott white chris towers and me frank sample six times per week throughout march sleepers breakouts busts, live mock drafts spring training updates and everything in between every monday through saturday make sure to download and follow on apple Podcasts, spotify the odyssey app and everywhere else podcasts are found